You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Well, let's do this again. Uh, We're doing this episode 78 of Orange and Backcheck Part 2. Uh, we'll get into details on what the hell just happened. It is Orange and Backcheck starting right now. This is the Orange and Backcheck Podcast with Bill Kornfeld and Scott Weinhardt. Well, that was fun. Uh, episode 78 of Orange and Backcheck, the first of the offseason, and I'm already in offseason mode. Uh, I forgot to hit record when we first started, so we did about 7 12 seven to ten minutes and uh yeah forgot to hit the record button so we're back but across from me as always who's gaining his composure is a guy that has reduced his goals against average in his beer league from nine to seven thanks to new some new uh, goalie equipment that we'll hear all about again if you're me can't wait I don't, even know wanna, I don't even know if I'm going to talk about it now. I can't believe that we did 10 minutes of a show where we were just talking to each other. I mean, that's what we do anyway, but it wasn't being recorded. So, um, yeah, I, I maybe I blame it on your allergies. Maybe I blame it on the stuffiness. Listen, you, know, you did your lawn. You're, you're, a little, you're a little nasally today. I'm a little nasally. and I apologize if I exit. I'm going to try and mute myself as best I can where I have to blow my nose. But I, I, just a quick rant. I cannot believe that you and I have gone through a pandemic. We haven't suffered from, thankfully, from the, that disease, from COVID-19. We're both vaccinated now to some extent. I'm almost fully vaccinated. You are fully vaccinated. But spring and summer came around, and the allergies came in like a bat out of hell and kicked me right in the face and continued to do so. So I apologize yeah. if you're hearing me sniffle. Yeah, uh, if uh, I well, sound you know, like I can tell, you in the face. You're not. You don't look any better than you did before. So, oh know. god. Yeah, I call you earlier. You got the smoke alarms going off. You're just having a hell of a day, aren't issue. you, Billy? That was my wife's problem. She can't cook. Well, burn I'm it, kidding. Burn Your it. chicken was amazing tonight. Yeah, until he throws it up in an hour. But besides that point. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'd go into a full ramp, but I already did. Hey, yes, my goals against average in my beer league will go from nine to seven. I finally got my custom set that I've been waiting eight weeks for and waiting a lifetime to order. It's fantastic. It's awesome. Got to use them. It was great. Wonderful. I think the most important thing, though, to talk about is that the Flyers have moved on from Scott Gordon and LaPerriere slated possibly to be the guy down there. Uh, I think that's a great move for them. Great move overall. There's a grit guy that we talk about with the intangibles that he played with, taking a puck to the face in the Eastern Conference quarterfinal in 2010 against Jersey and uh, becoming a legend in this city because of that. 
And now you have a guy who can teach those little intangibles and the important parts of the game, which is why people undervalue like a Scott Lawton situation. Ian LePere is that same type of guy. So, yeah, I think that that's where we can we pretty much left off in our last conversation. Yeah, I think that, that that caught you up. Like what we discussed before we realized we weren't recording is right there for you. Scott Gordon gone. Ian LePere the favorite. Uh, and also uh, Nolan Patrick wants to be traded. And uh-huh. I say, let's trade him to Edmonton for Connor McDavid, because if we're talking La La Land and, and, and craziness uh, of a player that thinks he has the, the, the gall, the, 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 the resume to say, hey, I want out of here. Uh, let, let's just get crazy and say uh, Connor McDavid and, and Nolan Patrick straight up. And you know what? I don't even say straight up. Let, 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 because Nolan Patrick's hit, he had a historic season. He had an historic season where he was minus 30. I mean, that's for those types of stats. I mean, we're talking, you need to command both McDavid and Dreisaitl. So yep. maybe even throw Darnell Nurse in the deal. I don't know. I, that's what I'm thinking. Um, no, honestly, though, I say this. This might be the offseason to trade Nolan Patrick because a lot of teams are going to lose good players in the expansion draft. So you actually might command a better price for him rather than, then have to give him up for like a like a, a either a guy who is on the similar path or like maybe a glue guy. You can probably get some value for him. If Fletcher can also maybe flip him for like a higher draft pick and then use that an asset to turn around to acquire a defenseman or they're scoring forward, I'd be okay with that. But I don't think that granted he came off a season where he missed the entire year because of migraines. I'm not knocking the guy for that at all. That, that's completely no, it's absurd. tough. You know, you can't. But when you're a minus 30. That's saying that right now you you just you had nine points in the season. You're a minus thirty. You're not helping your team at all. Um, I'm not knocking the guy's effort. It's just a matter of maybe that third line idea where they had him in those favorable matchups weren't for him. Because frankly, without Nolan Patrick on the roster last year, they played better. So uh, I don't know if maybe he's just not a fit for this team. He's been wanting to go to Western Canada. I can tell you Edmonton's going to want to make a move this offseason to do something because they just got swept out of the playoffs. Calgary didn't make the playoffs. Their heads are rolling, going to be rolling out there. And then Vancouver, they have a solid roster. They were a playoff team last year, didn't make it this year. They just signed their uh, coach, Travis Green, to an extension. But his head's go- he's going to be on the hot seat if they don't make the playoffs next season. So you have three teams in Canada who are going to have to expose some players who are going to wind up going to replace that, who might give up willing to be giving up something of value and back to the Flyers, especially since it's not in the same conference. So I think that there might be a good chance where if it's going to be traded, trade them, trade them, just, just move on from it. You know, frankly, I've always said this. If you, if you, and it's like with anywhere, if you don't want to be here, then go on. And yeah. if Fletcher doesn't think he wants to be here, then Fletcher's not going to hesitate to move him on because I don't, if, if you don't want to be somewhere, then why, why are you even there? On the same token of that, on the other side of that, if Fletcher doesn't want to have a player on the roster, it doesn't necessarily have to be Nolan Patrick, just any one of these guys. If he sees after a dismal performance, uh, in the 2021 season and says, I don't see a future with this guy. I need to unload him. Do it. If you're able to do it, don't be afraid to do it, Chuck. You have to make these prop. You have to do some sort of big shakeup. You yeah. can't hold on to a guy just because he is a, a fan favorite or, or uh, was contributing in the 2021 season after a down season in 2019, 2020. Like it goes both ways in this sport. Like if, if a Nolan Patrick who has not been a contributor over the last two seasons, one to something that's not his fault. The second one is his fault. Cause he's a minus 30. 
Like y- y- you have to move on or you, you should consider moving on. Like I said in the last episode in the season wrap episode, no player is safe unless you're Claude Giroux. Even Carter Hart yeah. has a price. Would I do it? Yeah. Probably not. But yeah. he has a price. There is a right. price that Chuck Fletcher has in his head or in his office for every one of these players not named Claude Giroux because right. they have a no-move clause or because right. he has a no-move clause. Everyone yeah. else is on the table at this point. I then I don't disagree with you. You know, there's talk about, you know, people are starting to put out their uh, potential expansion draft list, and Jake might be a guy. JVR might be a guy. You know, you're going to have to protect some guys. You're going to have to go with the method probably 7-3-1 and one to do that, um, that 7-3-1 method to be able to protect more players because you want to make sure you probably want to save. It's the like classic a, way, seven forwards, three defensemen, one, one goalie. Yeah, like it, it, it just makes the most sense. It does, and, and not just that because you also have a method where you can just do seven. I think it's um, you could do like a, a total of uh, eight skaters and, and one goalie or something along those lines. Too. Right, right. Um, so the idea is this, though, is that you want to try to protect your most valuable assets at this point. Uh, with the expansion draft coming up, Nolan Patrick's not one of those guys, but he's also an RFA. So I don't expect Kraken to to him get claimed there because he does have protected status with that, with being an RFA and being right. only a couple years into the league. So, you know, without going too off topic here, you know, if, if they can make a move to get Patrick out of here and pick up a guy who's going to be valuable or pick up a draft pick that's going to be valuable, I don't think it hurts this team at all. I think this team's actually going to have a little bit of a shakeup as it is by having a player plucked away. And then Fletcher's going to have to go ahead and plug the holes here and there. And I think that if this offseason anything is going to happen, then it'll be it'll be this year because there are already rumors flying around that Dougie Hamilton might be the big target to sign. And I, I just – while I like, I think that he would be absolutely an upgrade, and considering he's only 28 years old, I think he'd be a great upgrade here and to have some stability for the next five, six, seven years. Yep. The only problem I find with that is that Dutch Dougie Hamilton alone is not the answer. So I, he, yes, while he puts up points and he, he will probably mesh really well with Ivan Provorov, it also just doesn't do enough. I think for this team, because up front, they're still missing something. If you have Nolan Patrick, who's minus 30, you're still missing something up front. So I think they need a little more punch up front. I know defense is first, uh, but, and you have, you can make the money work. Absolutely. But if you can flip Nolan Patrick to get a scoring winger or something along the lines of a younger guy who's on the fringe, who hasn't quite had expectations, might need a fresh start. Um, it might it might possibly it might possibly work. I don't know exactly off the top of my head. Maybe you know maybe Jake for Tannen or something along those lines. If he be in Vancouver, maybe able to move him. It's possible, but I think that that might be the key to kind of sealing up some of the holes that the Flyers have this offseason. I think two. I, I we've already touched on one major thing that is obviously the expansion draft and what Chuck Fletcher has to factor in. What he also has to factor in, and whether it's as likely, I think it was like two point two percent or whatever it is. There's still a chance that he's in the, has the top overall pick this year. One point eight percent. One point eight. Sorry, I was off by point four percent. But they, they had, had a 2. low two percent when they got Nolan Patrick. Right, they, they had that too. Right, so, the Rangers last year. The Rangers last year got the number one pick. So I think what we have to wait is for the lottery to happen because if they manage to somehow get even in the top ten, well, I, I, is it similar to the to the NBA where if once you're out of your threshold of where you could be. You're automatically in the top three, that kind of scenario. Do you? I think that's everybody how everybody gets ping pong balls for the top. I think they switched this year to the, that fiasco last year, the top two. Right. I think you have okay. that chance. So that's how that's how they generally have to do it. Okay. The more ping pong balls you have in, the better it's to avoid the tanking situation. But then you see what happens like last year, which is just a disaster. 
Right. So it's similar to the NBA. But like, let's say that they they like I think as unlikely as it is, Chuck Fletcher's still waiting to see if he does get pull a lucky stone and and is all of a sudden in the top two again. So because then even if you don't use that pick, you can use that pick with a package for Nolan Patrick. Then you're talking about two potentially you're theoretically you're talking about two two overall picks one unknown one somewhat known and you just go from there like and then you can maybe pry a little bit more of a valuable player off someone's books whether that's going to happen or not it's up to the general manager obviously we, but. we we need our listeners who like to do those trade simulations in nhl 21 to do some trade simulations with nolan patrick and see what the game spits back at you i mean a lot listen, of this is I, I, unresponsive i'll throw i'll throw <laughs> nolan patrick and two first round picks let's see if that lands connor mcdavid <laughs> good point that's a good point well yeah. i mean look i I guess we get into it to talk about it. I mean, look, I, you know, last, last episode at the end of the season, we talked about Jack Eichel and how that's going to, that whole dynamic is changing in Buffalo where he probably wants out of Buffalo at this point yep. and he might actually move this off season, but I think he probably like the Kings would be a good fit for him. Like, and I, even though the Rangers are going nuts over him, uh, it might be time. Granted, he's only three years into an eight-year deal, and he's the best player in the world. You just don't trade a guy who is this era's Wayne Gretzky. Not saying he's Wayne Gretzky because he's a Doyler or the best player. I'm saying this generation's best player. There's yep. No one will be close to it. You don't just flip him for peanuts. The problem is, is that I don't think that Edmonton's going to win a cup anytime, anytime soon. And outside of Drysaddle and and McDavid, they did nothing. And if it weren't for Mike Smith standing on his head, they wouldn't have gotten swept. They would have lost in three. I mean, that's yep. how that's how bad it was. I mean, <laughs> listen, to be honest with you, three of those games went into overtime. So if you if if you're living under a rock, you you know that the Oilers got swept by the uh the Winnipeg Jets. So they were the second and third seeds. Three of those games went to overtime. One of them went into double overtime, and the second one went into triple overtime. So um they they don't have enough scoring punch around. They don't have enough defense to really have a chance to go in and make a deep run without some major moves. With Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl to those those really, really bloated contracts at $12 million a year and I think $11 million a year respectively, that's $23 million of your caps lined up. And then you have Darnell nurse. You can't get a goalie with that money. You cannot get extra support wingers. You can't get bottom line players or, you know, for that are going to be really impactful. You have a younger guy like Kyler Yamamoto was really solid, but he didn't play up as well as he did last year. It, it might be time for Edmonton to look at maybe moving a piece like Connor McDavid and restocking your cupboard, so to speak, and maybe having some sort of like major Lindros trade like happened like 20 years ago. Now, yeah, I'm just like, theoretical about this. I'm just speculating. But I, I don't mean, realistically, realistically, let's look at this. Like Connor McDavid, six, eight years, five years left on a hundred million dollar contract. Where's where's the cap space for the Flyers to even pull this off? Like, that's what I immediately thought. Like, you would have to hope that Jake Vorchek is unloaded, whether it's in this trade that you're talking about or uh, in this uh, expansion draft. Then you're also talking about, I like Ivan Pro, like you're talking Ivan Provorov. 
No, well, I mean to trade for him. Yeah, you're gonna be. I'm thinking the minimum starting talk point would be Carter Hart, Travis Konechny, and and Ivan Provorov. That that's that's right. Minimum, just plus start picks. The conversation. Yeah, plus picks. Start the conversation. So, but here's the key. This is what I look at. You talk about the money. Money's easy to work. Gee, like Giroux. Like Giroux's contract, he's on his last year of his deal. He's up after this year. This is Conor McDavid's last season. The 21-22 season will be his last season without a no-movement clause. If Edmonton's going to move him without his permission, then that'll be the case. That'll be It'll happen either this season. No, I don't think it'll happen now, but probably next season. If so the, you're making this bring move. In Giroux, if they bring in McDavid, you don't bring back Giroux, obviously. Right, but so you're talking about out. making this move next season. You're not talking about this offseason. If it happens, you'd have to make it work a little finagle a little more. You'd have to ship out. Um, you'd have, you you wouldn't have that. We wouldn't have Dougie Hamilton. You have to ship out JBR and find somewhere and someone take Jake for nothing, or probably trade Jake and a first for something to get just to get that money off your cap and your prospect and your prospects like Wayne, Wayne uh, Morgan yeah, you've Frost. You've got to blow up half your roster pretty much in a lot of your coverage just to get a guy like McDavid. But the right, but the, and then you're Edmonton. Like but the problem is then you're Edmonton, but in Philadelphia. Yeah, but and you have Connor McDavid that's led by someone like uh, is Felix Sandstrom all, all of a sudden going to be the guy? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I listen, I'm not saying that's why I'm speculating. I don't think Edmonton's crazy enough to do it now, but I'm saying from the sense that it's like some this is point, so crazy. My sinuses are starting to clear. Yeah, I, I'm sure. But my question and here's here's the way I look at this. And I know this is completely off the wall. And I'm not saying the Flyers are going to go out and get them, but. If there is a situation that turns up where, okay, now McDavid kind of realizes like, hey, okay, I'm I'm 24 years old. I'm not close to winning a Stanley Cup. That Stanley Sandy Crosby's won a cup I was 24. He was he yep. won he won he won one when he was 22. I'd been to two finals by the time he was 22. Yep. So um with that, I I look at it this way. He's 24. He's been in the season, he's been in he's been uh, in the league since 2015. They've won one playoff round. They completely have blown multiple leads, three goal leads in playoff games. That's a team that knows how to lose yep. as the best player in the world, who unfortunately is in the place like Edmonton and no disrespect to Edmonton. Just they, nobody gets to see how much skill this kid has until playoff time. You know, you'd probably want to look and see if you want to, there's a team out East as far as they like get New York where the Rangers would be more than happy to do something like that. And they have the assets to do it. The Flyers have the assets to do it. Even a team like maybe down the line, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh might want to look to do something like that, you know, down the line of something where they decide to move on from Malkin and, and you know, that's, they have space to do that. So that's that's my point is that when does when does McDavid turn into an Eichel situation where he's done right. and it's right. time and, to move and on? That's, that's the ticking bomb, right? Like, cause, yeah. Because it's not just Edmonton that has to factor in this no movement clause. It's also uh, Connor himself. Like once you it's a two way street of waiving that no move clause because Connor can go and say, hey, I want to move it and I want to go to the Rangers or the Pittsburgh Penguins or the the, the Flyers. Uh, Edmonton just go can go, turn around. And go, No, we, we don't. We have your rights. Like right. that's this is a two way street. So. And I have Connor's not decision I, after after 22, 23, no movement clause. I mean, they they can't move him. So it, here's the only question that comes back to is that would this turn into a Lindros situation where Quebec got so many parts from the Flyers that actually built the foundation for the Avalanche to win the cup in 1996 and also build that foundation for them to win the cup in 96 and 01. So 
that that's the key you got to look at. Teams look at where the look how the 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 Lindros trade paid off for the Flyers. It really didn't. They made one final and they got swept. You know, they made the playoffs consistently for years, but they never got back to the final after that until Lindros was well way out of the gone, and that whole drama ended up horribly. Yep. So you look into a situation where is a team really going to look at history and say, okay, yes, we have an opportunity to get Connor McDavid, but Connor McDavid is he good enough to help us get over the top? I think that he might be a player where on a team like the Flyers, if you have to give up a Carter Hart, Travis Connecting, and Ivan Provorov, you still have enough pieces in the cupboard where you could probably still play. You probably still could contend. You but could. I, I, I legitimately don't think that those pieces are enough. They're not. Guys. They're not. That's your like starting gonna, point. Yeah, that's the that's like Chuck Flint saying, this is what we're willing to give. Take it or leave it. And if yeah. they say, no, we need more, then you're talking Joel Farabee. But, yeah, and then, yeah. I mean, Farabee, I mean, be more than, than connecting. Like you're, yeah, you're like talking, after the Faraby season, he had like all of a sudden he's become almost to the level of value I with think, Travis Konechny. Well, and here's the thing too: if you if you do it where, so for instance, you're, you'd have to start point where you'd have Carter Hart probably is the foundation deal because they're as well as Mike Smith played this year and as much he kept him in that playoffs, they're in dire need of goaltending. So. Uh, yep. Also, they need bolstering on defense. They have Darnell Nurse, who turned out to be a pretty hell, hell of a player. He played 60-something minutes last night in last night's game, and the game they got swept in. And overall, they still need some scoring punch. So you're looking at Couturier. You're looking at Carter Hart. You're looking at Sean Couturier. And they're going to Travis Konechny and Ivan Pro Raw. I'd probably get you a deal done close to it, but if you're going to give up four pieces for that one guy – then you're talking Kevin because you still have Kevin Haynes, you still have Scott Lawton, you'd still have Oscar Lindblom, you'd still have Jake if you can get the money to work that way, but um, you'd still have a core of that. But and again, we're only speculating because it's off season. But I look at it this way: if he's frustrated enough, he's going to get to Jack Eichel point. Then these conversations are worth having because if any team isn't having these conversations, then you're out of your mind. Because if you have an opportunity to pick up a player who will be a surefire Hall of Famer like a Connor McDavid, yes. and he's looking to go with a contender, that's a player where yes, he his franchise has kind of let him down a little bit. They're not good enough, and I don't think they can fix it in one offseason, maybe two, maybe three. That's why he's on a longer deal. But if they can get more pieces and build around him and say, Hey, look, one guy didn't do it for us in the playoffs. We need to add more pieces. It's not a bad deal for Edmonton to take on their end as well. Let's play a more hypothetical because why not? If you could trade for Jack Eichel right now, tomorrow, or you wait another season for Connor McDavid. This is where we're at. And it, like that's that's what we're at because – Jack Eichel is already at the Jack Eichel point in Buffalo. You already know he's not going to play for Buffalo Sabres in 2021-2022. I think we can safely say that that will not be the case. Connor McDavid is more than 95% going to play for Edmonton in 2021-2022. A lot can happen between now and, and the start of the 2021 season. Edmonton could figure it out. So do you take the risk? and say, we're going to bank on Edmonton having another crap year or disappointing year, and then the boiling point pushing it to the 2022 offseason with Connor McDavid, or you go for Jack Eichel right now? I think you go for Jack Eichel right now, honestly. I know he's the best player in the league in Connor McDavid. It costs less, and it's not going to destroy your cupboard of prospects and players. I would agree with you. 
I, 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 I'm speculating on Connor McDavid when it gets to a Jack Eichel situation because after that performance in the playoff, Grant, closest playoff series I've ever seen as far as how the closest sweep I've ever seen. There's three games that went to overtime and they lost. They also yeah. blew a 4 1 lead and it was atrocious. But still, it goes to show you that. They just don't have enough. When when Connor David doesn't produce, they're not good enough. So um, you you can't look at speculation the following year. If a guy like Jack Uckle becomes available right now and you have the pieces to get a deal done and it improves your team right now, you do that deal now. That's what you do. If Connor David comes up down the line, or say you swing for Jack Eichel and you miss and you can't get Jack Eichel and he goes somewhere else and Connor David comes available, well, it kind of worked out in your favor then. A little so, bit, yeah, because then, but, but if you if you have a shot to get him, if you have a shot, yeah, if you had the piece to go get a guy like Jack Eichel, as close as I think the Flyers are to really being like back up to where they were last season, um, I, I believe that if you go get a guy like Jack Eichel, you're in much better shape now and position going forward, considering how young he is, also, so he yep. went two in that same draft, uh, they're the same age, you still have a long bolster, it's not the best player in the world. It's pretty damn close to it. So, and, and, but he make, makes an immediate impact on a team that's correct. starving. He's a superstar, and he's a guy where now you have a guy who was supposed to be that guy. Uh, where you're getting, if Connor McDavid is your first choice, it, 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 it is is like a let's like give it let's give it overall and have the and, and they do it in the NHL say so it's, it's like a 99 overall. Yeah, Jack Eichel's like a 94. What he could do for you in front right. of skill set. So like it's not like you're downgrading. You're still getting a huge upgrade. It's just not the best player in the world. So so well, let's then shift to now the real more realistic stuff that we might be seeing this offseason. I think the rumors started to swirl around uh carolina's dougie hamilton the defenseman he's a right-handed stick uh that i think is exactly honestly like he makes the most sense right now if he is available like obviously he's available he's a free agent i i I think chuck fletcher has him at the top or in the top two of his of his of his targeting board for the 20 this offseason like it 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 just it, it makes too much sense to go for dougie uh, for for Hamilton and and hope that it you can pair him with Provorov and you get Provorov back to one A one B level instead in, of this two whatever he was this year in fifty five games he had forty two points he was a plus twenty that is a really solid defensive player right there that makes up for Nat Niskanen here's what the key is I look at it as well he's he'll be twenty eight next season he's twenty eight yeah. I mean like he's in the prime of his career defenseman if you I'll tell you what I'll be honest with you you sign into a seven year deal. At good term money, you'll get him to a bad as about 35, and you'll still get him for the prime years of his career. So I think if you have an opportunity to go get him, that bolsters up your blue line, and you hope your offense can pick it back up from last season because you you're not going to be able to make a move offensively if you make this move for Dougie Hamilton because it's going to cost you a pretty penny. But it's worth it because it anchors your blue line. So then you have to figure out now, it'll just be figure out next season, see what you can do with next year. Or if maybe Dougie Hamilton was a guy where you bring him in and he just solidifies everything back up on your back end. Carter Hart improves, the team improves, they're back to where they were a year ago. Defensively, they weren't good this past year. That's your number one priority, but you don't want to undervalue how much scoring they need up front still. They still need someone. They still need, I'd say, a top, I wouldn't say they can go out and get a top the top line guy an elite guy, but I think they could go out and get a top six winger and maybe make a move for something like that. Maybe 
maybe trade and have to pay trade and maybe it costs you a little something more than you want to give up. But again, the I don't think there's a limit. I think there's a limit. I think there's a limit on what what Chucker is Chuck Fletcher is willing to give up. I think it's a lot more that he's willing to give up than we're giving him credit for. I think he's willing to give up a lot oh, if I agree. the right player is there. hundred uh, percent. I I 100%. think a lot of people are going to see the sticker price for, like I'll I'll just use Eichel or excuse me, I'll, yeah I'll just use Eichel as the example. If if he gets Eichel, that sticker price is going to be enormous, and it's going to shock a lot of people. But I I think Fletcher is willing to say it's worth it, and it's not necessary, and it's not just for Eichel. It's just for anybody in general that he is targeting this offseason, whether it's the Eichel, whether it's uh, uh, um, I'm blanking on the guy. Chuck. Yeah, to Chuck. Like these guys are exactly what Chuck, who Chuck should be targeting and probably is. And he's willing to give up a lot for him because he sees the, the, the risk it risk reward in it. hundred percent. I don't disagree with you at all. I, I believe that there is an opportunity where, because here's the key. If you look past this season, you have some problems because you got to resign Giroux. And Giroux, I, I think that's going to be a tough situation for a lot of fans and a lot of things next season. It's going to be, that might be similar to the Joe Pavelski situation. It's that, going to be very awkward. If, yeah. it, if, if it's another disappointing season, it's going to get very awkward. I don't think that. I don't think it's awkward the fact you wouldn't bring him, bring him back, but you're not going to bring back 34, 34-year-old Claude Giroux at – Eight and a quarter million. You're just not. No, I, I, yeah, right. And, and, I, and that's what I'm saying. You're going to enter Joe Pavelski situation when you right. go to Dallas. Yes. Um, because then you also have to think you have to re sign Kateria. And Kateria is on a good team friendly deal right now. You're talking that eight million dollars that's going to go to Sean. Kateria. Just going to go so, right back to Sean. Yeah, yep. it's going to, yep. and that's exactly what's going to happen. It's your top line center. That's what they command in the NHL. And you're not going to give up Kateria. at that point next season. You're not going to give up Kateria to keep Giroux. Now, and this is why I think it's important why you you bring up a good point about Chuck Fletcher probably will not hesitate to pull a trigger on a major trade to shake it up because he knows this window's closing with this group. Like it, it, it is, you have Kevin Hayes, you have, yep. you know, but guys like JVR aren't getting any younger. Drew is not getting any younger. Voracek's not getting any younger. That's your core group of guys that have been around for a long time. You know, it, it's getting close to territory where, like the Eagles, let's see as an example. Like if Jason Kelsey getting older, Brandon Graham getting older, and just finally getting it all together one season to finally get it done, you, you might have something like that. But it, it's it's important to know that if you get a guy like Dougie Hamilton to shore up your blue line, if Phil Myers and Travis Sanheim can start playing better, uh, you're in really solid shape for great that's why i said the defenseman is is the top priority this offseason yes you need a true scorer but finding a new pair a new top line defenseman to go with provorov should be your one priority like one 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 like this is your top thing and and it's looking like fletcher's on the same page as us so look at us listen i'll say this this offseason reminds me a lot of the after the 2008-2009 season, the year that they went up and loaded up and got Pronger, they loaded up and 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 ready and, and went for the cup. And that was a huge blockbuster move that they did. That was, the, you know, they're, 
they're gearing up for one more of those. I think, I think that this season, if they're going to do it, they're going to do it this season after the expansion draft. I think that they yes. have the, all of this is probably Dougie predicated. Hansen. This is all probably predicated on the results of the, the expansion draft. With right. Seattle. Right. But, but no, what I, what I'm, and I agree with you, but I, I'm saying is that there, when the dust settles, you go out, you target a guy like Dougie Hamilton and you make a big ass move to shake up your roster. And next thing you know, you're refreshed, you're geared up. And I think that they're, they're going to try to kind of, I would say, not run it back per se, but they're going to take the most of these guys and make one or two big moves and say, hey, you know what? You know, we know you're good enough. Go get the job done. And I think you'll see kind of, you know, the moves, one big move, a couple minor moves just to shore up the roster. And, hey, let them have it. You're good enough to go get it. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. There's, I say this, though, with reservation, one thing. It does take two to tango, so I'm not making excuses. Right, but it's not that my question is this team has doesn't have a plan that they want to do. It's just a matter of or do you know if another team wants to dance. Like that's what it comes down to. I don't know if that's going to be the case. We'll have to wait and see. We just we can't speculate about it. Well, let's wrap up here. Uh, we obviously have two playoff series already done. We talked about Edmonton getting swept. We also had Boston just pretty much completely handled the Washington Capitals, yeah, who were surprised. Yeah, like after that game was, one, they just rolled over them. So we have Pittsburgh still, but or excuse me, the Islanders are up three to two. I thought the Tampa Bay, Tampa yeah, Bay, Tristan Tristan Jari gave away that game last night. He made it. I I was watching that game. I saw him like, what are you doing? In 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 double overtime. Okay, there's nobody around him, no pressure. He comes out to about the circle, plays the puck. Okay, and he just kind of flipped it up the board. Didn't wait for a defenseman to come back, circle back, swing, and, and start the breakout. He comes out and tries to pass it up the circle, passes it right to Josh Bailey on his stick, gets deked out, and, and they put it back. Awful mistake to put your team now facing elimination. Awful, awful, awful mistake. I will say this has been a lot more fun than I anticipated. We talked Agreed. about how this has been kind of a boring season. The playoffs have been anything but they, like they've been fantastic. The 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 Florida series between in the interstate oh. the the series between these two teams. I someone said Tampa Bay has been playing at a level that Florida cannot compete with, but Florida has counteracted that with the effort to just go balls to the wall and see what happens. And that's why they're still in this thing. Yeah, and that's what of, makes this fun. Well, that's not because uh, Sergey Bobrovsky got blown out in the first game. Chris Dreger came in in game two. He gave up two goals, but they wound up losing. Game three, uh, Bobrovsky came in in a third after Dreger had a rough two period, and they wound up winning the game. And then the other night, Bobrovsky blew it again. And then they just went with Spencer Knight. Their rookie goaltender is 20 years old. And he gave up a goal in his first shot. And then the rest of the way just completely shut down Tampa. Tampa didn't play that great of a game either. They had spent a lot of time in the box, took a lot of dumb penalties. I expect Tampa to come back in game six and really try to push them. And with a young goaltender like Spencer Knight, that's quite the test to throw a 20-year-old into. Um, so unless he's going to Cam Ward this situation like he did in, two, like Cam Ward did in 2005 with the Hurricanes, um, I see the Tampa just kind of wrapping this thing up tomorrow night. So, yeah, I think that. I think And, and your, your, your favorite team up north, Toronto, uh, just after getting a little bit of a scare in Game One, they're they're uh, they're bouncing back here. They're obviously on at the time of this recording in Game Four, uh, looking for that three-one series lead. But can it, Canadian Carey Price had an absolutely absurd stick save. I believe oh. it was Carey Price. Like Price that was, is, it was just something yeah, that he's uh, unbelievable. The stuff he did the same legends. thing last year, kind of like he yep. dove across the crease and batted away with the stick. He did the same thing last year against the Flyers. You know, 
you you see the value that Carey Price brings in the playoffs. He is a money goaltender. Like he is a money goaltender. He didn't have that great of a season this year, but you don't look at him for the regular season. You, you regular season you play to get into the playoffs. You look for your goaltender to be your most important player. And Carey Price is. You know, Toronto is doing a really good job defensively of neutralizing the speed of the Canadians. Um, the Canadians forwards aren't playing as fast as they normally can because the the, the, the Maple Leafs are doing a really good job of uh, meeting with the blue line and tying them up. You know, and and I think a lot of credit goes to go to Jack uh, uh, Jack Campbell as well, the goaltender for uh, the Maple Leafs, as sure. well as Carey yeah. Price has played. Uh, Jack uh, Jack Campbell's been better. He's he's given up four goals in three games, and one of them was shorthanded, and that was the game winner. But other than that, he's been completely solid. Uh, Toronto looks pretty good. But you, you also look at a situation where the Canadians are doing really good of muting their top players. Mitch Marner really hasn't done too much. Austin Matthews hasn't done too much. They've done a really good job neutralizing them, leaving them on their more of their their uh, their top line, their their top their their top nine forwards rather than the, their top line. So uh, no, Montreal is doing really good. I just Montreal will get to a point where their speed will start to open things up a little bit. I believe, uh, and it's just a matter of just putting a chink in the armor of, of Jack Campbell. And I think that series could wind up going the distance. It's going to be tight, uh, but I think that one could wind up going six or seven easily. Yeah. And I, I, then the final one is the hurricanes and predators. That game's that, that, that thing's going seven. What a wild It's going back and been. forth. It's been insane. It's uh, been Nashville, fast. who we thought just kind of was like, kind of snuck in, like just kind of floater floated in and then just go up against one of the better teams in, in Carolina, man. It has been literally back and forth. Two up for the Hurricanes, then they give up the set, the last two against the Predators. But Double at, overtime in both. Right. It, it's just been absolutely absurd. They're on again, again another game that's on at the time of this recording. So by the time you're listening to this, a, a winner is going to be decided on who's taking that three-two lead. But man, again, just a lot of fun. What the what these two teams have been doing. That is the fun part of hockey with some of these teams how they, they you know you see two teams that built through the draft and have young fast players you're seeing high scoring you're seeing great saves you, you know it doesn't it, you're seeing just just guys who are just going all out and throwing it to the wall that they all do but you're not seeing like tight defensiveness uh, that defensive games like you are with the canadians and you uh and with the with the oilers and jets and uh, the, you're not seeing those tight defensive games you're seeing teams that are using their speed and are yep. using their, while they have good defense and their goaltending has been superb at times, you're seeing teams just utilizing their speed and just taking taking advantage of every opportunity. If that series does not go seven, I will be extremely disappointed because that's been the best hockey we've seen all playoff season. It really has. Well, that is going to do it uh, for episode 78 of Orange and Backcheck. We are so glad, as always, if you have a prediction or if you have a thought on what it will cost to get Connor McDavid, make us happy, See, get, get weird with it. What, what it will cost? Will it Let's cost- have some fun with it. It's the yeah. offseason. Let's have some fun with it. Let, let's throw in uh, AV. It's going to cost AV as well. Like, who cares? Like, it, here you go. Yeah, right. Uh, thank you so much. You can shoot us an email, uh, orangebackcheck at gmail.com on what you think you're is what you think it is uh maybe i'll find a way to release the first seven minutes that went unrecorded at the end of this i'll figure out a way because i'm a, I'm a dumbass and i just completely forgot uh I'll, I'll, scott send me your half of that recording and i'll i'll marry them together and i'll, I'll put it out there maybe uh or maybe i won't i don't know yeah, tune don't in about it be a little bonus feature if I if I decide to add it. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all that good stuff. Orange back check. Uh, follow us everywhere. We thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you guys in two weeks. Hell, can you not be so loud in the damn kitchen? We're recording here.
if this pizza wasn't so good, I'd throw it at your face. 